Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In 2022, a pair of former ball players and a talented young broadcaster were tasked with creating a college football podcast. These men promptly escaped into the mountains of West Virginia and got to work. If you want top-level football analysis, off-topic stories, and locker room humor, you're in the right place. You are in the gun. In the Gun, episode number 62, the Buffs on the move. We could have the next wave of college football conference realignment officially official here any moment. And uh, this is a little emergency edition of ITG, if you will. Uh, Jed is in his car. Owen is in the kitchen. I am in the bomb shelter from Oppenheimer. I mean, my dorm room at Steelers training camp. And uh, this episode of ITG, as always, brought to you in part by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. So head to the website or use them or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Make sure you use the promo code Believe when you sign up for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V at Bet Online, where the game starts. Gentlemen, a quick headline to get us started before we jump into some of this stuff. Uh, Don Nealon inducted into the High School Football Hall of Fame. So congratulations to the legendary WVU head coach, a, another well-deserved accolade in his uh, in his uh, repertoire there on his resume, uh, the National High School Hall of Fame. So big congratulations to Don Nealon. Um, and then Jed, uh, we also have some moving and shaking uh, with uh, 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 Joe Manchin and – um, Tommy Tupperville, right? What's going on with this NIL bill that is being proposed in uh, in Congress, I believe, correct? Well, I apologize in advance. Uh, I think I have a tin can and a string for my internet connection here. I'm in a rainy <laughs> parking lot in Buchanan, West Virginia, uh, and I'm still looking for Andy Dufresne to walk behind you on screen there, Wes. But, but uh, yeah, you had Senator Joe Manchin and Tommy Tupperville tag team on this piece of legislation that they've submitted it was one of a couple pieces of legislation in the last couple of days that have addressed the topic of NIL and the portal. And what they're trying to do is, is really wrap their arms around some way to regulate this moving forward. Now, this might just be the starting point. It's certainly not going to be the end point, but a couple of things they look to address. They wanted to grant the NCA authority to actually oversee uh, NIL activities by each school. They want each, uh, we've talked to these collectives all the time, they want each collective, collective to somehow have an association or registry with the school. Uh, and then at the NCA, we'll be able to look into it. The, the bill also talked about uh, limiting transfers to a kid can transfer only after he's on campus or with the program for three years. So what I would imagine is this is far from a finished product, and I can't imagine 
this is going to pass in its current form, but at least it's a starting point for a conversation. And it seems like every one of these conversations we have about where's college sports at large going to go, where's college football going to go, so many of them end with Washington, D.C.'s involvement. There's going to have to be some form of regulation out of D.C. is what it feels like. Uh, and, and maybe this is the start of some version of that to come. Uh, we need to find a way to regulate NIL. We need to find a way to regulate the transfer portal. Again, I don't think this is a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. One of the things you, you keep hearing, and your boy Pat Narduzzi was in the news the last couple of days. <laughs> I, know, I, was, I was hoping you were going to bring about that up. Yeah, my you favorite. Know, saying, Look, we need some sort of salary cap. And he's not the first person to say it. We've heard many other coaches say some version of that. Here's what you have to understand. And I always try and distinguish it this way. The NFL does, in fact, have a salary cap. And, and that parity that stems from that salary, salary cap is what makes the NFL as competitive as it is. It what, it's what makes it goes a long way toward making it the most successful thing in the history of network television. It's what makes so many gains come down to the final two minutes. The parity of the NFL because of the salary cap. You know, the New York Giants can't outspend the Green Bay Packers, who might be a small market team. They're all, they're all only allowed to spend X amount. It changes every year. What is it, around 215, 220 men a year? So, yes, that's true. There is a cap on what NFL teams can pay their players. But you know what? There's not a cap. on. There's not a cap on what State Farm can pay Patrick Mahomes to do commercials. Right, That's NIL. Right. So people are conflating these two things. Uh, you, you can't really it's, – it's much more difficult to put a ceiling on what a player can make on their own name, their own image, and their own likeness. Now, you can govern or try and legislate what a school was allowed to pay its players – but that doesn't mean if an outside entity, an outside company tries to approach a player and say, hey, will you be on our commercials for X amount? You can start governing that kind of thing. The NFL doesn't govern that. Nobody governs that. So there has to be some way to streamline all of this. And it's not as simple as some people make it. But again, at least this is maybe some form of a starting point, right? Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, Everybody's got to get their hands in the cookie jar. <laughs> that's what it's really about, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. It's about making money off of people that are making money. Mm-hmm. There's a sinking suspicion that college football, as the second most popular sport in America, behind pro football, right? Pro football, the NFL generates $10 billion a year with its 32 teams. $10 billion with a B dollars a year. College football is a fraction of that. Now, there's a consensus growing that one of the reasons it's only a fraction of that is because there is no unity. There is no solidarity. Each conference, as we've talked about before, and and the commissioner tied to that conference has their own interests in mind and nothing else. They're not looking at a big picture. The SEC is the 800-pound gorilla, so the SEC acts only in the best interest of the SEC. What can we do to maximize our position of authority? What can we do to maximize our own dollars and cents? They don't look at it big picture saying, maybe, just maybe, if you would come together and collectively bargain as a group with the TV networks, you might make another three to four and a half billion dollars. That's the number I've heard tossed around. Hmm. Uh, you had the commissioner uh, or the, the guy that runs the, uh, was the Peach Bowl this week. I heard him talking and he was making some interesting points, talking, throwing some numbers out there. 
Brad Token. And the, the number he tossed out was, look, I've heard three to four and a half billion dollars is the number that you might harness that you're currently not bringing in. If instead of acting independently as, as independent conferences, only in your own interest, you come together and do it more collectively. So maybe things will head in that direction. If you want to maximize the dollar, it's just going to take some time, I think. Yeah, it'd be kind of actually nice to see college football as a whole, one solid league would be really cool. And then you'd pay, yeah. obviously, the divisions. That would be the conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, who knows? I mean, it's few and far between. So much would have to be up in the air. And, and then you're talking about, you know, there's probably a lot of hide-and-go-seek when it comes to all the dollar bills. Sure. Absolutely. Well, it used to be hide-and-go-seek with all the dollar bills, right? But now it's just with some of them. Because this all used to be under the table. Right. Yeah, yeah, certainly did. Well, you know, the one thing, at least uh, if if there was to be this college football league, at least Notre Dame would be forced to finally join something, right? Instead of just being <laughs> independent all the time. Yeah. yeah, this is this is again, this is one of those, you know, we've we've said this a few times. This story, NIL, salary caps, all these different things, they'll continue to evolve. We'll continue to discuss them over the weeks and months and years of this show, but certainly a significant development. Uh, one final headline real quick that I just remembered, speaking of this NIL conversation before we get to Colorado and the Big 12. Uh, did you guys see the Country Roads Trust logger that was uh, announced today? The Country Roads Big Trust what? Logger. So Big Timber Brewing Company and the Country Roads Trust partnered and they just announced today the beer is going to be available like next week starting in august it's a big timber logger called country roads trust or i think it's just called trust logger is what it's called and 15 percent of all sales go to the uh go to the the country roads trust nil fund so i mean big o you, you and i don't need any excuses to drink loggers <laughs> but if 15 percent of the money's going to wvu athletes baby i'm all in i'm all in too <laughs> so that's again, Jed, like you've always said, like, I think that's how we kind of all yeah. NIL when it first started was like, here's some, here's some 15% from some beer yeah. money and from your, your local car dealership and all these different things. Country Roads Trust, man, they've been on the front foot. I love it. And uh, they are, uh, they're giving us in, in conjunction with Big Timber, a, uh, a trust logger. And so I can't wait to, can't wait to get my paws on some of that. Uh, thank you to Toothman Ford. Of course, we all know cars cost less and Grafton, great inventory on their website make sure you check it out make sure you show some people uh love that are showing so much and giving back so much to uh to the university and to uh to all of our athletes uh gentlemen all right here we go the uh reason for this podcast all reports indicating uh from many different credible sources that it's just a matter of time heck it might happen here while we're recording this podcast uh that the colorado buffaloes will be going, going back, back to the Big 12, where they used to be about a decade ago before they hopped ship to the Pac-12. Um, this is, again, another wave of the ever-ongoing and evolving conference realignment. This is something that we have discussed before, gentlemen, but uh, Jed, now it sounds like it's mm-hmm. it's just about official, maybe a couple more T's to cross and a couple more I's to dot, and then Colorado is going to be back in the Big 12 once again. Yeah, Brett McMurphy has kind of been the tip of the spear with some of this with the uh, Action Network, and and he was reporting even as early as yesterday that uh, a Board of Regents meeting, today we're taping Thursday, this is going to drop on Friday, so 
two consecutive days, Colorado had Board of Regents meetings on Wednesday and Thursday. And obviously, uh, what people are surmising is that was one of the key points of discussion is uh, the leap to or the return to, I should say, the Big 12. I mean, you have to, to believe that the relative instability of the Pac-12 has bred most of this right now. Once again, we've mentioned this on here before. Credit to Brett Yormark for, I think, kind of outmaneuvering some of the other players in the game when he negotiated this media rights deal for the Big 12. Not only did he find a way with our TV partners to have a bigger payday than we had with Texas and Oklahoma as members moving forward. Not only did he do that, that's one feather in his cap, but maybe the bigger feather in his cap was he convinced the TV partners that it was in their best interests if the Big 12 was able to recruit recruit or woo another Power 5 member, they would immediately get a full cut. And it's not chump change that we're getting big paid as a Big 12 member with this deal, right? So now bear in mind, the four new members that just joined the league July 1st, they're not getting that full cut. Theirs is incremental. They have to work their way up to it just like we did. We joined back right. in 2012. But Colorado, if in fact they land in the Big 12, which seems imminent, they will get the full financial allotment. And that has to be pretty enticing. If you're parked out there in the Pac-12, you just finished your media uh, meetings and no announcement was made in terms of a media rights deal. One doesn't seem forthcoming. You don't know where this is going. I mean, it seems like on some level, Oregon and Washington, they're kind of sitting back and hoping for an invitation from the Big Ten. Why hasn't it come in the last year? I don't have an answer to that. Maybe that means it's not coming. So there's even chatter that beyond the four corner schools, because for a long time, the four corner schools have been the ones that have rumored, hey, maybe they'll land in the Big 12. Obviously, the four corner schools being Arizona, Arizona State, uh, Colorado, and Utah. Well, there's chatter that it might even involve a Colorado, excuse me, an Oregon or a Washington because of this instability. We don't know the answer to that. I don't think anything else is as imminent as we felt this Colorado news was. We've said for a couple months now, that everybody had the sense that this might even happen before football season started. It does look like that's going to play out. But I'm telling you guys, hats off to Brett Yormark for that full payment. If a P5 team jumps nice in, little clause. man, that, that is a heck of a carrot to dangle right there. A heck of a carrot. No, it is. You're right. That's, I mean, that's because again, you don't have to have that ramp up period where you're losing revenue for a few years. You jump right in, getting, getting your full cut of the pie. Um, and I tell you what, it's uh, it, it's big O. It's it's it feels like too. Like we always say this, but like this is, and Jed kind of alluded to, probably just a start of the dominoes, right? I mean, could be Oregon and Washington, could be the Arizona schools, could be Utah. Um, you know, as this stuff continues to happen, some of those ACC programs like Florida State and Clemson that think they're not getting enough. Uh, who knows? Maybe there's more smoke and fire there. Um, this feels like another significant again domino to start another kind of wave of this conference realignment potentially. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's kind of nice. There's so much uh, kind of razz around Colorado's program right now with Dion being there. So I'm sure they're, they, you know, he eyeballs. obviously, in my opinion, probably had a little bit, uh, probably a little bit of say in that, you know, getting Colorado, um, you know, to jump ship from the, from the Pac-12. Cause we just don't know what's going to happen there, but who knows? I mean, if it does domino, I could see kind of the whole NCAA football league, 
maybe really happening quicker than you know we thought it would just because of you know you're going to end up losing these teams and and who knows what will go there next you know i mean it's it's kind of it's so up in the air right now but we'll we'll see what happens and speaking of Dion guys from his days with the cowboys he still owns this massive ranch outside of dallas and there's all this talk about how forward he's looking to getting back in texas and staying at his ranch while he recruits the state of texas there you go. That, that's a brand or that's a state that in the past served the Colorado program very well back in the Bill McCartney days when when they were kind of at their peak in the early 90s. So uh, let, let's see where it goes. But exciting news. But it very much feels like this is far from the last shoot of fall. If I had to guess, I, again, I hate to attach timelines to it because I have no idea. It just feels that at some point somebody's going to bust up the ACC. Now, when you talk about the ACC, they talk about the ironclad grant of rights. They talk about the media deal through 2036. So everything has a price, but that's going to be a hefty price. So it's going to take somebody with deep resources to go on and bust that up, which means it would almost have to be the Big Ten or the SEC or some combination thereof, maybe plucking the programs that they want. And I'll tell you what, Whatever scraps, quote unquote, are left behind, if in fact that does come to pass in the years to come, that would be very enticing for an Eastern wing of the Big Heck 12, yeah. some of the old Big East mates that West Virginia knows a lot. So who knows where this give goes? Me, give me, give me Pitt, give me Virginia Tech, give me a couple of those Carolina Let's schools. Go. Let's do it. Who knows how this plays out? But this is pure speculation, but, but that's the fun of this. That's why this conversation will never end. But right now it's Colorado. Who knows what's next? I think it's incumbent upon the Pac-12 to take some kind of action. I mean, George Klyakov, as the commissioner, he has to do something. He can't just stand pat now as the Pac-9 and do nothing about this. I mean, people expect what he's going to do is say, hey, Colorado's not much of a big loss anyway. That was kind of in our plans. Now we're going to add San Diego State or SMU, whoever it might be. They've got to do something and take some action as opposed to being reactionary, which they've up to this point been. I mean, Brett Yormark has kind of led the charge. I mean, he's been very assertive from the outset. That's not been the case out of the Pac-12. And you think if they had any kind of chance to try and survive as a league, they're going to have to do something and do something quickly. Well said, and I think that's a good way to wrap this up. You're absolutely right. You know, we we started the respect to slogan on here a couple months ago, talking about Rashid Marshall. Maybe we need to start a shout out to Brett Yormark slogan here on yeah. the uh, yeah. on the podcast as well, too, because yeah, I think he is he's done very well so far. And uh, man, I cannot imagine the scenes, the conversations that are being had at Pac-12 headquarters right now. That that certainly cannot be pretty. Uh, some final thank yous to GoMart here to keep you going. Make sure you're signing up for your GoMart rewards as you travel throughout the Mountain State and onward. And of course, a thank you as always to Fortis as well too for roof performance and financial security. Visit Fortis.us.com. I hope Lewis. You- let me let me give a shout out to Rick. Rick's going to be at the Greenbrier. Rick, the big wig at Fortis. My old buddy Rick Lewis is going to be at the Greenbrier here uh, week after next. So ask him uh, to get ask him to, to get him. me a room too. <laughs> Aren't uh, yeah, someone's having I, their someone's? I might. His I bet you Rick's room at the Greenbrier is nicer than my uh, my Oppenheimer <laughs> slash Shawshank Redemption room. Here. Some, someone's doing their training. Isn't there a team doing their? Is it the Browns? Cleveland. Are the Browns Cleveland? Yeah. yeah. Tony so Fields might, came uh, out. 
Rosie that's right. That's right. Yeah. So maybe Rick will run into Tony Fields while he's while he's yeah. there at the Green Bar. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, again, Jed mentioned it, but I'm in this echoey room. He's in his car with it raining in the background. So if the audio was not the best on this podcast, we apologize. Thank you all for bearing with us. And uh, thanks to our guy, Skyler, for producing this and putting this all together, as always. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend. And we will talk to you in August. For Owen Schmidt and Jed Drenning, I'm Wesley Euler. You've been in the gun. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.